your host, LTW Blank, and with me are my co-hosts, Blizz Blamed, and uh, this week joining us is Panda Man. It's been a while, hasn't it, guys? It's been... Been a long while. It's been almost four months since our last episode. Um, that was in January? Yeah, it was in January. A lot has happened. Funny questions. A lot of a lot has happened since January. Yeah. Um, luckily, we have some free time now to record another episode. So um, once again, we must apologize for, especially now. This has been our biggest hiatus, um, and there is no excuse because we're just dumb fucks. Aren't we? Or at least some of us are dumb fucks. Well, anyway, that was just a quick catch-up. I decide everything. Oh, this is improv. This is improv, huh? (laughs) Yes. No, you can't (laughs) say no. I have a lot of fun improv stories. Well, anyway, we've talked about the Truman Show on this this podcast before, have we not? Yeah. Yeah. So it is about this guy named Truman. I forgot what his last name is. Um, but he's played by Jim Carrey. Basically, Jim Carrey was born in this completely made-up town, like this fake island full of actors and shit, and his whole life was being recorded by secret cameras uh, so that a producer could make a show called The Truman Show, which is about Jim Carrey, where he's the main character, right? And uh, the reason we brought this up in the podcast is because I asked you guys if you would like um, living, if you would be fine living in a, a completely fake world where you're like where your parents and all are legit actors. I remember during that episode, one of our guest hosts was like, "Yeah, I think I'd be fine if my dad was an actor. I wouldn't really care," <laughs> which I thought was insane you know I mean, who i'm talking about it makes sense if you really no. think about it <laughs> okay 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 sure i mean I, I i don't know who that guest host was oh yeah, but, yeah. but like i'm sure he, he's a very respectable and a distinguished individual who yeah i don't uh-huh. seems like a I, I don't know i kind of relate to that person's thoughts uh-huh. Well, anyway, we're going to really kind of talk about the same thing again, except kind of differently. Because nice. I want to get your guys' idea on what you would do in a fake, in a world that was potentially fake. So, uh, yes, guys, what will you do? Show like situation where the entire town is fake and the people are fake. And the only thing you know for certain is that you are a real person. How would you feel? Do, do I get to go out of this fake town? No. The only way you get out... Okay, let's assume that you as a character are are very afraid of the water because your dad, quote-unquote your dad, was killed in a tragic boating accident. And the only way to leave the island is to travel by yourself since everyone else around you is an actor. And the only way to leave the island is to travel by yourself in a boat and hopefully just escape this big fake dome you're living in. I'd kill myself, probably. Are you serious? Come on, dude. 
Well, I mean, that would be quite the sight on national TV for the main <laughs> character of this, of the most popular TV show on earth. That'd be so realistic. I mean, like the people who watch the show know that he doesn't know. Oh really? That it's re- that it's fake. Right. Why didn't Why didn't the viewers help me? Because because they don't know. Because they just want that entertainment. Only one viewer helped you because she fell in love with you. Oh, that's nice. No yeah, one that fell in love with me. Huh? Let's elope. You have a wife, though. I mean, it's a <laughs> fake actor wife, but still. I'd leave her divorced. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, anyway. The thing is, thing is, when it's an actress, right? When I discover that she's an actress, mm-hmm. then. I will be very confused. Like, I will obviously ask questions. Like, was everything fake? You know, like literally everything. Was everything mm-hmm. in the script? Oh, yeah, God. was was everything scripted? So I I I'd obviously leave it, and it wouldn't. I don't think it it will affect her, right? Because she's an actress. Bruh. I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you spent that much amount of time with someone, even if it was all fake, you would gain some sort of real emotional attachment to them. Nah, perhaps. But probably, yeah. And that's why our old guest host was like, "Yeah, I wouldn't care if my dad was an actor." Exactly. (laughs) I completely understand. (laughs) The thing is, having having a like a fake dad, and having a fake dad. Who is doing things just to get paid, like as in saying, hey "Man, a guy's gonna do what he's gonna do, right? If he's getting paid to like raise me as a kid, I don't care. At least what? he's raising me." What if he does a bad job? If he does a bad job, then he's gonna get fired. It's not. I no, mean, it depends on someone... what the t- people want, right? Yeah. What, what if, if the people want scared? to see a bad upbringing? Yeah. What if yeah, the what if... like he'll get character development if the dad is abusive <laughs> then what then what okay uh, I, I whatever dude it's whatever he's gonna do it's not my right. fault what if what if you become a crack addict because of him and that was in the script okay. <laughs> what okay. the dude that, that's like going... oh, you can go to any extremes like you can literally take it much further than that but it doesn't change you know it's quite interesting because um this is very I mean, I'd probably haggle some money out of one person. We'd sue them for billions. I mean, I suppose that makes sense. I would do that too. But you know, it's very interesting because this is very similar to another situation, uh, which is in, spoiler alert, the Mr. Miracle series by Tom King. I don't know Um, that. Tom King is a comic book writer, okay? He's written... He wrote a Vision series, which was critically acclaimed. He wrote the Mr. Miracle series, which won an Eisner Award. He's re- he wrote a lot of Batman. Um, he's written other things as well. Um, he wrote uh, Heroes in Crisis, or at least some of it. Um, and he's a lot of people say his writing is mixed, but I really like it for one. Um, and in his Mr. Miracle series, uh, there's this running theme uh, connected to the villain Darkseid, which 
weirdly enough, everyone on the planet Earth seems to know now because of Zack Snyder's Justice League. You know, it's something. It's something I've always noticed is that everyone seems to be a comic book expert after the movie comes out. It, well, I guess it kind of makes sense. But anyway, um, the reason I bring this up is because Darkseid, as a character, has this ability. It's probably his most powerful ability, which is called the Omega Sanction. And the way it works is if you get, if you as a person get hit with the Omega Sanction, it's sort of like an unbreakable Genjutsu, where you live your life and then you die, and then you repeat it. Except in the next iteration, it's worse. And then as you continue to go on, living and dying, living and dying, each iteration gets worse and 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 worse, and, worse. and you're just stuck in that for eternity. Right, that is the Omega Sanction. Did that make sense? Did that, as an ability, make sense? Mm-hmm. Right. So that is Darkseid's most powerful ability, and in the Mister Miracles run, it's insinuated that um, either Mister Miracle is in uh, the Omega Sanction, which is what I kind of thought it was, or the anti the he was in the Anti Life Equation. Which is a sort of weird DC uh, thing. Rip off. Not a rip off. Darkseid was created before Thanos. First of all, a lot of people compare Thanos to Darkseid. Secondly, Darkseid is way stronger than Thanos. Thirdly, the anti-life equation is an equation which basically proves that free will doesn't exist. And if he, if a person is to get a hold of the anti-life equation, they can control all. They can. They have, their will becomes the will of everything in the universe, of all living things in the universe. Wait, it's an equation? Yeah, it's called, it is an equation. It's called the anti-life equation. Blizz will get it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's something that's in, like it exists. It's very confusing. I don't, it's, it's not something concrete, like the infinity stones. I mean, the infinity gems in the comics. Well, they're um, not concrete either. They're they're stones. I mean, like they make, like it's more <laughs> abstract than the That's infinity gems. Where is the pun? Where is the pun? Blizz? Stones and concrete. <laughs> that is unintentional. Uh, but anyway, like at least like the anti-life equation is a lot more abstract. But many people hypothesize that in the Mr. Miracle run, uh. Scott Free, who is Mr. Miracle, is in the anti-life equation during the run. And at the end of it, um, so Mr. Miracle, of course, has his wife, Big Barda, and in the in the series, he uh, he gets a child. Um, and at the end of the series, uh, a bunch of people, like a lot of the new gods were killed, even Darkseid was killed. Uh, but then, at the end of the series, Scott Free decides to choose his family over something else. It's kind of insinuated to be the anti-life equation. Basically, the idea is he chooses to stay in the fake illusion, right? Rather than give it up. Like, rather than give up his kid and his wife, who he understands might be fake, he chooses to stay with these people over... Whatever the real world is. It's even insinuated at the beginning of the comic that Scott Free committed suicide. And 
the whole comic is just this sort of limbo state, which is very interesting. But what does that make you feel? Like, if the emotions are real, everything else is real as well. Like, if your if your dad was an actor, as long as you felt real emotions, it's all right. Is that how you feel? Is that how you feel about it? I think Panda feels like that about it. Yeah, I mean, if it's real to you, then it's that's all that matters, right? But it wasn't yeah. real for from their side. But they yeah. still have to continue doing it, whether they want to or whether they like. <laughs> no, doesn't so, matter. So you're fine if like your dad is just forced. It's just a forced actor. Yeah, but actually, in that case, I would probably once I'm like once I'm. Uh, once I'm sentient and know that everyone's an actor, I'd like to be paid as well. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> acting. <laughs> no, but then at that point well. it becomes an illusion, an act, because you are acting. Like it doesn't matter. Like, as long as but I have to just act and be natural, right? It doesn't mean I have to change how I behave. But does I'm that just... change how it feels, like the world itself? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're always gonna have that. Oh, this guy's just doing this because he's getting paid, or this guy is just my friend because <laughs> he's getting paid. But he's still my friend, so I don't, I don't really care. I, I mean, it's a one-way buy over bullies. Buy over bullies? Yeah, they're like, oh, you're getting paid this much to act. I'll pay you this much to stay on your phone. But in the in the show, you can't really do that, right? I don't know. All your money is fake. The stars in the sky are fake. You live in a fucking dome. Or just a giant dome. Wait, really? Yeah, that's... I mean, it's insinuated that it's a, a big dome. Because, uh, like, the first thing that makes Truman sort of question his reality is that a, a stage light falls from the sky and it's when and hits the ground and Truman takes a look at it and it says Sagittarius A-star or something like that. Meaning that in the sky... In this fake sky that he lives that in this dome that he lives in, that stage light was a star, right? Dude, this would be such a cool anime, man. And then at the man. end of the movie, because he sails out of spoiler alert, but he sails out of the off the island and he hits a wall that's painted to look like the sky, right? So it's like painted blue and there are painted clouds on it and everything. And then at the side of the on the wall, there's like a couple steps and then a door and that's the door to like i guess the production room or something i don't know but it's it's the door to freedom basically right mm. the so smoker I, room i thought he lived in the dome it's the it's joint the room <laughs> it's just the smoking area that's all <laughs> that's every 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 Thursday or something, all the people in the town just magically disappear. It's like, where the fuck did they go? They all just get on a boat and sail to the smoker's room. Yes. Panda is like, why is everyone not available on a Thursday? <laughs> That's so it's weird. What the heck? They're just not there. There's just no one. And then the one day, Panda decides to follow them. He follows them and somehow, well, not he's not discovered and then he discovers the, the door to freedom and he says he he takes a peek outside and then he realizes that everything until now was just 
fake. See, the thing is, even if I do escape, I mean, I'd probably have a much worse lifestyle outside than I have currently inside the dome. I'd probably be on like living on the streets because I have no relatives, nothing. Like, what am you I gonna go. do? You can go to an orphanage or something. What? Go where? An orphanage. No, I don't want to live. Why would I live in an orphanage if I can live in luxury or somewhat the luxury inside the dome? Twenty-five-year-old man. Yeah, that too. Um. Wait. So, how old are you? Uh, whatever age the that guy was, Mister. How old like is he? Truman. Yeah, at that point, his life is basically finished. Might as well just stay. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I bring this up because um, because I'm going to try and convince you that the world you are currently living in is completely fake and the only thing you can determine for yourself is that you are real. It's a Truman Show situation. Everyone around you is an actor or an illusion and so is the entire fabric of reality. Are you an actor? Potentially. Where's my money for being here? You don't get no money. <laughs> what am I getting? Am You're I getting? a slave to the disillusion. Oh. But anyway, I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've had a guest host called Panda Man before us. Um, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm fairly certain. <laughs> and I'm fairly certain. It's fine. Panda I'm just... Man got eaten or something. Panda Man 2 then. I'm his son. <laughs> Panda Man Jr. Yeah. I've always hated Panda Boy. What do you mean Panda Man Jr.? I'm just Panda, Panda Boy. Boy. And the next next time it's it's Panda Baby. <laughs> I'm gonna convince you that you live in an illusion. First of all, let me start by asking a question. How can you tell right now that you are not living in a dream? I know that Blame has some pretty weird weird ass dreams um i also have pretty weird dreams but how can you you convince me right now that you're not living in a dream anybody i wouldn't be sick right now have you never had a dream where you aren't sick because i have many how do you know that this isn't one of those times how do you know you're not living in a very hyper realistic dream I rarely have dreams. What and if this, on I, the off chance, this is a dream? What if this is one of the rare dreams that you have? Hmm? Then I would be doing something better than sitting here talking to you guys. Yeah, but like but, the thing about so me, it's just worth your time or something. a very deep invested dream, bro. It's like, sure. yeah, like like most people when they think about dreams, they think about like. All sorts of... Um... Think about it like Inception, Blizz. You've seen that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just like... I mean, you can do whatever you want in a dream. It's just... Well, as I, long as... I mean, that's the thing thought. about it, right? It's only if you're lucid dreaming do you have control over what you dream about. Most mm-hmm. of the time, that doesn't happen until you realize you're in a dream. Even sometimes I realize I'm in a dream and I just wake up, you know? When you're in the dream and you're not aware that you're dreaming, you have no control over it. What? The most realistic dream I had was me jumping Sprite in a bus. Okay, so shut up. Yeah, I don't really have good dreams. 
Yeah. Or dreams. Well, I that's mean, for the that thing, matter. though. When dreams. you're in a dream, though, do you realize that you're dreaming? So only after you wake up where you're like, oh, true. that is a dream. Yeah, that's true. Right? So by that co- logic, we might just be in a dream right now. True. Right? Yeah, I, I understand that. If, like, in a dream, you're not able to uh, use your senses, like the five senses. Like, taste, touch, smell, sight. I don't know about that. According to Blizz, his most realistic dream was drinking Sprite. Yeah, but he couldn't taste the Sprite. Could you he taste just, the Sprite? He could just see himself drinking the Sprite. Or he, could, he just felt the bottle in his hand or something like that. It's not like he was actually drinking the Sprite. He felt it go down his esophagus. I doubt it. Could you yes. taste it? Could you taste no. it? No. If you can, but, if you can feel pain right now, then I would, I'm pretty sure that you're not in a dream. I've felt pain in dreams before. Like you're a bad egg. I'm a bad egg. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but personally, for me, like I've had these weird dreams where like my leg gets amputated, and it's painful. Like I wake up in a cold sweat. No, yeah. I, see, that's a that's like scared. No, like, that's having an emotion. After I don't wake up like. Because I feel the pain. I feel the pain. Then I do shit. Then dream ends. And I wake up in a cold sweat. And it's insane. It's it's freaky weird. I don't like it. But I don't think it's... I don't think it's possible to feel pain when you're in a dream. But you know those like times... Physical like physical pain? Yeah, like physical pain. Yeah, you can't feel it. No matter what your your dream is about, I'm pretty sure, like, there's no way, right? Well, the thing about dream science, or science dream, or whatever, it's a very subjective experience, first of all. Secondly, there isn't much scientific research around it, because it's very difficult to get any sort of discernible, objective research on it. But the point of this thing right now is to objectively try and come up with a solution. Not try and come up with a solution. Try and prove to yourself that you aren't living in a dream right now. And sure, maybe to you, you don't feel pain in a dream. I feel pain in a dream, right? The thing about Mm -hmm. it is because it's so subjective, there's no real way to sort of figure it out, I guess, right? Whether you're in a really immersive dream or whether you're in the Matrix or some sort of illusion. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, let me ask you another thing then. Imagine this hypothesis. Three months ago, the universe didn't exist. Okay? Just nothing existed three months ago. But then some god or some, I don't know, super powerful, omnipotent being arranged all the atoms in the, in the universe to be exactly as they were three months, as they were three months ago, right? So we just came into existence in the age we are and with the experiences that we believe we've had and everything we think about our lives before those three months are just false memories that have been implanted into our brains. Can you prove that that has not happened? As in, can you prove that the universe did exist before three months? 
Wait, wait, let me rephrase that. Can you prove that the universe didn't exist three months? Can you prove that the universe that, existed okay. three months ago? Yeah. In this hypothesis where the universe didn't <laughs> exist it. three months ago, and then something just made it exist in the way that it exists now. Can you prove it? Um, the only way that I could think of it was that because the world has such a deep rooted history, right? Like if you think about so many different cultures and gods from all over the world. But the thing is, you said that it's all implanted into our heads, so I don't know. Could be. Anyone else want to gander a possible explanation? Um, I'm never saying that again. Gander is possible explanation. Oh, there will be certain structures. I guess not. Yeah. The thing, yeah. Even I was thinking, like some buildings have existed for longer, right? If yeah. they can, if they're able to create everything, and they they can make things look old, they can make things look new. Well, I don't even think it's make things important. look old. They can just make things old. Yeah, that that too. I guess if they're that powerful, they can literally control time. They just configure the atoms in the way that, to any reasonable person, it's old, right? Or even to any scientific person who checks like the half-life of it or something. They expertly made it in such a way that the decay rate is at a level where it would seem old, I guess. I don't know. They're super intelligent beings that are omnipotent, that created the universe. What if the universe didn't even exist yesterday? What if it all just came into existence today in the way that it is, that it happens to be right now, right? Everything. Observation. Well, we don't know. We can't possibly understand what such an omnipotent being would try to prove. But the question is, can you prove that this isn't the case? That we did, in fact, exist yesterday, right? I don't think I mean, so. the only way that I can think of is like some fault that they might have created in one of our memories. So if we were just to talk to everyone and each other about all of our memories, there must be like a small mistake somewhere and then we could figure it out. But Well, if they're omnipotent... Yeah, there probably isn't a small mistake. I mean, even if there is, memory has a, it's been proven by many researchers that memory isn't very reliable. True. Yeah. But anyway, the reason I bring this up is because this was the thoughts. These were the thoughts that famous French philosopher René Descartes had, um, which sent him into an existential crisis. Okay, it's not that bad. Like, okay, fine, but... I mean, consider it. You, there's no way to objectively tell if yeah, your existence fine, but is real. Even so, it's not something you can do anything about, right? So you just have to accept it. Well, Rene Descartes didn't accept it. He was worried, right? He was worried about this inability to sort of, um, to sort of, re- to sort of co- come to an understanding about this because he felt. That if everything was an illusion, then all of his beliefs and ideas and everything he holds meaningful to his own life become invalid. He was a he was a big 
Christian. <laughs> they believed heavily in God, right? Big Christian guy, huh? Yeah, he, right. He was very religious, and he felt that how am I, how am I expected, how am I supposed to continue existing if I can't even prove the validity of my own reality, right? He believed that everything becomes meaningless if he can't prove the validity of his own reality. So he came up with this notion where the idea is sort of like, imagine you're an apple picker and all your ideas and beliefs and notions are apples that you pick, right? So if you realize that after picking a bunch of apples that some of the apples that you picked are rotten, you know that they can spread to the other, rot can spread to other apples. So the only way you can discern which apples are fresh and which apples are rotten are by dumping all of the apples you've picked out of your proverbial proverbial thought box or belief box, right? Dumping them all out and then one by one um, looking at each apple, right? Scrutinizing each apple to see if they hold up, right? So, so basically what... just looking at each of your thoughts one by one and seeing which each one is true, beliefs. which one is not. It's No, it's sort of scrutinizing it with objectivity. Rene Descartes was very big into objectivity, right? So mm-hmm. the first idea which he decided to scrutinize was, is my reality real, right? And would you like to know the conclusion he came up with? Well, anyway, <laughs> his the the conclusion he came the conclusion he came to was there's no way to discernibly tell if my reality is real or not. But because I have thoughts, and I know, like I know that in my heart I am ostensibly upset at this lack of proof that my world is real, right? And that upsetness, that thought of uncertainty, is proof of his own existence. And so right. he said, I think, therefore I am. Yes, he said, I think, therefore I am. Cogito I think we've talked about this soon. before. We probably have. It's a very famous thing, right? So he came up with this notion, I think, therefore I am which basically said, I can't tell if the universe is real or not, um, but I know that I am because I'm a thinking being. Even if I'm just a brain in a jar who is just dreaming up whatever this is, at least I know that I am a brain. At least I know that I have thought, right? Because I have thought, I know that I in some way exist in the universe. Right? Mm-hmm. Does that make you feel better? If anyone was having an existential crisis at this moment. I mean, he just ignored the entire point of trying to prove the illusion wrong. Yeah, it's like there a... There's no way. He, he just came to the conclusion it. that there is no way. Okay, I'll go into further explanation on why he believed there's no way to prove that the universe is real. Okay? So, as I said, René Descartes was very into objectivism, right? So, he 
um, believed that the senses are subjective and therefore there's nothing that can be gained from no nothing valuable can be gained from it all you can re- really valuable things you can gain from life or through science and mathematics and things like that right but there's another philosopher called John Locke who believed no the senses are important and they tell us important things about the universe right but he believed and he also believed there was an objective way to gain information through the universe through the senses despite them being subjective so what he did was he separated the properties of of existing things into primary qualities and secondary qualities so the primary qualities are objective things so like if you have an apple an object in the universe its objective qualities are its size its dimensions things like that right but if its secondary qualities would be like the color of it the taste of it the smell of it things like that which is quite you mean quite the subjective qualities yeah the subjective qualities of the apple things that we can't determine other people experience the same way you know like it's 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 impossible to know if i experience colors the same way you experience colors if i were to go into your head and look through your eyes what you might think is red i might think is magenta i don't know but i don't know all those colors honestly so yeah you're probably right burgundy or <laughs> turquoise i just know vibgur man all those <laughs> other colors are weird well anyway anyway right so he separated primary qualities into secondary qualities and he said if we if we as rational beings only look at the primary qualities we can gain meaningful information from our reality right but um and this notion became was became something called empiricism right which aimed to look at the universe in an objective lens through primary qualities alone but then there was this other guy george berkeley who was like no 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 i mean he was big for empiricism but he was like no 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 there's no way to separate primary and secondary qualities of an object right because if you think of an ab- of an apple through only its primary qualities you won't be able to think about it without its secondary qualities as well like picture an apple right do you see its color yes probably right if you don't you're probably imagining it in black and white or invisible right but it's sort of impossible to separate the two you can't imagine an object with through only its primary qualities you have to have both hand in hand you know does that make sense okay yeah yeah i feel like so basically- there could be exceptions but i don't think any object would be um okay whatever go on <laughs> well anyway he said there's no way to sort of separate the two and therefore he sort of brought he sort of took this idea of of not being able to separate the two so he ultimately said that your entire perception is subjective right and he took this idea to such an extent that he believed there's no way to tell to determine that every time you close your eyes the universe just stops existing until you perceive it again did that make sense <laughs> well um i i don't know about the eyes closing thing because 
if you have two people together and if you close your eyes no but i mean according to the idea that i think therefore i am you don't know what the other person is thinking right there could just be a part of your subjective universe every time you close your eyes or anything you're not taking in with your five senses if you close off that area like if you stop if you like cover your ears and you cover your eyes ostensibly the universe everything you're not touching ceases to exist until you what if you're touching again. a person next to you while closing your eyes well i mean so the thing is thinking about descartes assumptions and berkeley's assumptions as well they've come to this conclusion that you for sure know that you exist and everything around you your entire perception of the universe itself is subjective completely right so even if you're touching a person that person could be or it could be argued that that person is completely just a figment of your subjective perception right so whether that person seems to have thought or seems to experience a life it could just be a manifestation of your consciousness of your perception of reality if everyone goes about saying that i think therefore i am then doesn't that mean that everyone is real and then therefore everything about our reality no, is real no but that's not how you can take it in, right because all you can consider with i think therefore i am is that i know i'm real no yeah. one else i can't but... prove objectively that everyone else is real what that means if everyone went around thinking that i think therefore i am then everyone would just feel like they exist and no one else can be objectively proven to also exist <laughs> but everyone on their own does exist then no because we can't think of it from an object from a multi perspective all you can do is think about the universe from your own perspective yeah but i'm saying i exist and bliss is saying that he exists yeah but what you i don't know I, if the, what he's saying is true but from his point of view what he's saying is true and from yeah, my but, point of view what i'm saying so is the true. idea is with from your point of view it's highly possible that his point of view is just create is just a manifestation of your perception of reality why is it highly possible well it's possible as in it's it's, it's possible possible but... to to prove wrong yeah is the right. idea yeah that's right? fair enough yeah. so george berkeley had a had a had an alternate ex- explanation to the whole you the universe ceases to exist every time you close your eyes because it just doesn't feel like that's true right that just doesn't feel true so he said there is a a perception there is this perceiving being that's always looking at the universe at everything and that being is god so therefore the reason the universe ceases to exist every time you close your eyes the reason that doesn't happen is because god is always watching Once again George Berkeley was very religious. Okay. But anyway, this was if the, this was if the universe ceased to exist every time you closed your eyes, wouldn't you die as well? No, but you the, the thing is like I mean, the if, universe doesn't just consist of life, people. It also consists of atoms and stuff. No, but the idea is that we can't determine like 
how how a scientist understands it, how the, like the laws of physics and things like that, which dictate the world. And that's all just something in your head, right? It's like an interesting way I to think about this is you experience the world through your eyes and your senses and and things like that, right? So if you think, yeah, so exactly. So everything that's in contact with you that continues to exist but everything that's not affected by your senses ceases to exist right so if you close your eyes everything becomes invisible or something like that. that's the the idea make sense <laughs> it's confusing it, it, it has a few flaws i'm working on i mean it, it, i think if if it does have flaws it's probably because i didn't explain it properly because i don't feel like i explained it properly but the idea is essentially there's no way to prove that the universe isn't an illusion or isn't whatever 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 right there's no way to prove that it's not just a dream and you're just a brain in a jar having a nice dream or there's no way to prove that this is a matrix situation and you're just a person living in a simulation where everyone around you is also a simulate is a is a npc or something like that right there is no real way to prove it which brings up some interesting questions so this theory in philosophy is called a solipsism and person who believes that only they exist and everyone else is either a figment of their reality i have a proper definition um basically solipsism is the theory that only the self is real and that the self cannot be aware of anything other than itself that is the basic idea that's the that's the idea and truth be told it is impossible to determine whether or not you whether or not reality is all in your mind it is impossible right at least from a scientific objective point of view so what philosophers have done to sort of refute this because it's an it's it's uh it's a theory that is um that is infallible right there's no way to prove it wrong which in the scientific community is considered a bad theory if there's no way to prove it wrong but because it's this is philosophy not physics um it's still something that's considered uh but what uh philosophers use to refute this theories are called is something called a razor which is basically just a rule of hand right so like in the scientific community if a theory is infallible then it's considered to be not a great theory uh the same th- where there are particular razors which are used to sort of put your mind at ease perhaps to the idea that a solipsism isn't a very realistic idea right so the razor that is used to counter solipsisms is occam's razor and that's a pretty famous thing does anyone know what occam's razor is No. I do not know. But have you heard of it at least? No. What is it? A O C U M. A O C C A M. Occam's razor. 
So, Occam's razor can be interpreted as uh, requiring that the simplest of completing of competing theories be preferred to the more complex, or that explanations of unknown phenomena be sought first in terms of known quantities. Basically, a very dumbed down explanation of that is just believe the simpler idea unless it can be proven otherwise and for this instance it can't you can't really prove that the universe is just something that exists like every your entire reality is just something that exists in your head so just believe that everyone else also exists and has their own mind in fact there's a word for it it's called sonder the idea the belief the realization that everyone around you has a life that no wait i'm misremembering the definition so basically you just like don't think about it too much basically just just believe the simpler explanation believe mm-hmm. in sandra the realization that a random stranger has a life just as complex and meaningful as your own or in fact anyone around you Sonder is one of my favorite words. I love it. And that is the episode. Uh mostly me talking, which I don't like, and you guys. Anyway, even though I talked even though I, I talked talk. about Occam's Razor, even though I talked about Occam's Razor, I will still t- end this episode by saying all I can say for sure is I know that I exist and I don't know about the rest of you, but good night. That is a lie. I believe you guys exist. I don't want to be Thank you. Thank you, LT. I believe you exist also. Uh, you deny us that we deny you. <laughs> just, just a bunch of solipsists uh, attacking each other, I guess. But no, I, I don't believe in solipsisms. Well, anyway, that's the end of the, the episode. Uh... I forgot how I end these things. Oh, right. It's, uh... Thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow me at... No more... You can follow me on Instagram at ltwblank. You can follow Blizz at uh, photo underscore lies. You can follow Blamed at Blacksmitha. And, of course, you can listen to Panda Boy's music on Spotify and... Uh, everything SoundCloud else. and everything else at Bojack because he's not a panda he's actually a horse um, no I'm a panda called Bojack I think you should change your name anyway you can also follow I, the I podcast Instagram at automaton underscore Craig you can also send us an email at whereamigoingcast at gmail.com um, like the episode I don't know if you can do that on Spotify but listen to the episode. Like it. I'm Follow telling it. you, like it. Follow the episode on Spotify. Download Honestly, our merch. We also have a YouTube channel. We have um, merch. We don't have merch. Yeah, we do. No, we'll uh, soon have. We don't? Soon, guys. Coming <laughs> this Christmas. Don't make promises you can't keep. It's not a promise. <laughs> it's merely a statement. Dude, Christmas is so far away. We can definitely come up. I don't think we can. <laughs> Why Christmas March? Um, we also have a YouTube coming channel next fall. fall. We have a YouTube channel. Yes. 
Yeah, it has been, nothing on it so far. It's been there for oh, the wow, past cool. year. By the, the time it comes then? out, by the time this episode comes out, there will be stuff on the YouTube channel. I promise. Will there? Yes. It's, it's been empty for the past half a year. What is it called? Let's end it by promoting even remember the YouTube what it's channel. Called. Let's end it by promoting the YouTube channel. Come on. It's called Can't You See Where I'm Going? Question mark. It only has four subscribers, so make sure to join us. <laughs> hey, I, I still can't find it. What the hell? I'll send you the link. Just share it on um the, the Discord. Well, um, anyway, that <clears throat> is the episode. Would you like to say bye, guys? Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, bye.